first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Tiana Sermons from Delaware. Today, we will be talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among the Thieves, Murder Mystery 2, and Chupa, as well as speaking to some new Kids First film critics. Right now, we are going to be speaking with Catherine about the Super Mario Bros. movie. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Super excited to speak with you about this movie since I recently just saw it myself. So for those who don't know, tell us about the Super Mario Bros. movie. Yeah, so this movie is about the two uh, Mario brothers, so Mario and Luigi, who are played by, uh, Mario is played by Chris Pratt, and Luigi is played by Charlie Day, and they are just your average Joes, they're brothers, and uh, they work in Brooklyn as plumbers. But then they find a warp pipe in the sewer and they get uh, transported to the magical land that we're probably all familiar with. Right. And uh, Luigi gets captured by Bowser, uh, who's played by Jack Black. And then uh, Mario uh, and Princess Peach. uh, So that's Anya Taylor-Joy. They have to stop Bowser before he takes over the world. Yeah, that's definitely an amazing plot. I mean, like I said, I just saw it myself. I absolutely loved it. But in your opinion, how good of a job do you personally feel that the Nintendo team and the film's creator did with the accuracy of this movie compared to the game? I think that it was a pretty good adaptation. I would say it was better than the live action version, which I think right. that a lot of people want to forget about. <laughs> uh, I I think that they did a great job. It's great for kids. Uh, who's you know want to see a good story but it's also great for fans who've maybe played the games uh even though it's not really directed towards an older audience it might be there are a lot of references that players of mario games will you know enjoy right yes that's definitely one thing that i definitely feel that they did a good job of as well is making sure that they still connected it to the game so it's just the game but the movie so I like that they didn't change it too much. Definitely agree with you on the live action one. But this was definitely yeah. an amazing film. Yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah. So what was your personal favorite connection to the game that was presented in this film? I definitely think it was the music. I, you know, I would growing up, I guess I'm still growing up and I still do this sometimes with my cousins. But whenever I go to my cousin's house, we'll always play like Mario Kart or Super Mario Bros. Right. And I just love hearing all of the songs i'm like oh oh my gosh this is like that song from that race in mario kart or it's from like this area of like super mario bros i just loved the music that was my favorite i guess uh easter egg and reference yeah i would have to agree the music was definitely on point connecting with the uh with the game and even the music in general like they had some 80s music in there which was also really cool to see as well so I, I agree with you on the music so this movie has a lot of famous actors in it like Chris Pratt uh, Jack Black so what did you think about their acting performances in this film 
I think that uh, I'll start off with Jack Black uh, as Bowser. I think he's absolutely perfect for his role. He has such a versatile voice and he's almost like in this character, I would say he's kind of like two personalities, like kind of manic. Uh, so like right. the scary and evil Bowser uh, that we see in some points, he's like trying to take over the world, but also like the quirky and kind of funny uh bowser who's just trying to like fall in love and you know i, I yeah. think that he he can flip the two like a switch and i think that he just makes a perfect he's the perfect person for uh that role and then uh chris pratt i think uh and charlie day right. uh, as mario and luigi have a lot of chemistry and they really do seem like brothers like very close brothers and they're very relatable and they really help us synthesize like with the plot a lot more it really does i mean some of the voices when i went to look it up after seeing the movie i was like that is absolutely crazy like even toad is played by key and michael key which definitely shocked me because you cannot tell at all it's so cool i was surprised when i looked at the cast i was like oh my gosh wait that's who that was you know Right. They definitely have some amazing and very talented actors and actresses in this film. So what made you want to review the Super Mario Brothers movie in the first place? At first, I was a little little hesitant because I didn't know. I was like, oh, I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want this to like be a flop or anything. But I think my love for like Nintendo and all of the Mario games just kind of was like, okay, I got to go see it. Uh, so I think that's what initially drew me to doing it. But yeah, as I was saying, I didn't know what to expect. I was, you know, kind of expecting the worst. So this actually really surprised me. That's always good when movies surprise you because then it makes you want to see it again and it makes it even better for you to recommend it for other to other people. Exactly. Yes. So what message do you think that people can get from watching this film? I would say that it is the family is the most powerful thing in the world, uh, real and virtual. And that when you work together, you can accomplish basically anything. Yes, I agree. Family is definitely a really big aspect in this film. And even Mm -hmm. just uh, working hard, I feel like is also another one that you can get from this. Yeah. Um, Because they talk about like there's a sequence in this film, which I really liked where Mario's like getting trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think working hard is also really important to this film. Yeah, Mario has good qualities. He never gives up. And I think that that can be a good quality, even though sometimes it's like viewed as bad. Right, I agree. And just for our last question, what age recommendation and star rating do you give Super Mario Brothers and when and where can we find it? So I give it four out of five stars and I recommend it for ages eight to 18 plus adults. And then also players of any Mario games, I would recommend it to them. And it comes out in theaters on April 5th, 2023. So it's in theaters now. Go see it. Yeah. Yes. So definitely to everyone watching, make sure that you guys go watch it. Like I said, I just watched it. I absolutely loved it. Catherine loved it. So make sure that you go watch it. And thank you for speaking with me about it, Catherine. Yeah, thank you. Now we will talk to Gavin on Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among the Thieves. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for asking. How are you? 
I'm doing great. Super excited to talk to you about this film. So just to start off, what is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among the Thieves about? Well, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among the Thieves is about a group of thieves. Um, they've been around for a while stealing like thieves do. And one day they come across a very strange person and help them and help that person steal a very dangerous artifact. And from there, they have to try and stop him from destroying the world. That sounds like a very interesting plot. I mean, definitely sounds like something I would be interested in myself. And just considering that this is uh, part of a franchise of Dungeons & Dragons movies, have you seen the previous films? I have not seen the previous films. Okay, so knowing that, like, do you feel like this is a film that you kind of got confused of what was happening or do you feel like it did a pretty good job of explaining what's happened previously? I think this film did a very good job about explaining what happened previously, especially with the trailers, um, how how it, how it they do the voiceovers and basically just explain the storyline. Yes, I like when movies are able to do that. It definitely helps to make it more entertaining for people to watch, especially if they don't have access to the previous films or just in general didn't watch it. So what about this film do you think will be most interesting for kids? I think all of the like superpowers, you know, um, and all of the mythical creatures that they have in this film. Right. And so just talk to me a little bit about like that aspect about the mystical creatures. Like, can you talk a little bit about like the character designs and just, how they were able to bring out, especially because it's called Dungeons and Dragons, like the dragons in the movie? Well, the dragons were on point with the CGI. It looked, well, I've never seen a dragon, but if I did, <laughs> if I did, that that was on point. Doris, played by Sophia Lillis, her character is a tiefling, so it can, trans it, it transforms into like an owlbear, an owlbear, that's what it's called. Wow, that sounds absolutely incredible. So what was your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part about this movie was definitely the humor. I'm, I love humor in films. And this film had lots of humor. That's good. Humor is definitely an important aspect. It helps like draw people to the film. It helps, really helps move the story along. So what made you want to review this film? What made me want to review this film is I have, when I looked at the cast and when I looked at the cast of the film, I saw some very familiar faces. For example, Sophia Lillis. Um, she's been in lots of films like Nancy Drew and The Hidden Staircase and Justice Smith. He's been in Detective Pikachu and I really enjoyed that film. Yeah. Definitely sounds like there were some pretty amazing actors and actresses. And what are your thoughts on their performances? The performances were great. The The acting was like, it really brought the film to life and every single scene. That's good. Like, that's also something really important with movies. Definitely, just even from seeing the trailers, I can tell that they did an amazing job creating it. So what can people learn from watching Dungeons and Dragons on our month of thieves? What audiences can learn from watching uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among the Thieves, if you work with family and friends, you can get lots accomplished. And that's a really important message. And I absolutely love hearing when movies talk a lot about family and just working together. 
So for my last question, what star rating and age recommendation would you give this this film and when and where can we find it? I would give Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among the Thieves five out of five stars and I recommend it for ages 12 through 18 plus adults. This film is available in theaters, I believe. All right. Well, to everyone watching, make sure to check it out. And thank you so much, Gavin, for speaking with me about it. No problem. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking about the Super Mario Bros. movies and Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among the Thieves. Now we will listen to Zoe's interview with Justin Smith and Sophia Lillis on Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among the Thieves. Hi everyone, I'm Soy Canela reporting for Kids First. Today I'm super excited I'm about to join the round table for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, where I'll be interviewing Sophia Lillis, who's played in It 1 and in It 2, and Britton and Hansel. And I'll also be interviewing Justice Smith, who's played in Pokemon Detective Pikachu and Jurassic World. So let's get on into the interview. Hi. Hi. Oh, I got a good feeling about this. Hi, I'm Zoe from Zoe at the Movies and Kids First. Um, and this film is like a visual banquet. And with that, uh, I understand that there's a lot of practical effects and not always CGI, but despite that, the film just looks so real. The animatronics on this movie are phenomenal, uh, as are the VFX, but the company that did the animatronics, Legacy, just put so much time into the details of these creatures um, and it's amazing as an actor to be able to actually play off of something that's there instead of like a tennis ball or a, green, a man in a green suit. That's what I've been saying! Yeah, it's pretty badass. So if you could almost relive one of the scenes that you got shot but in real life um, what scene do you think would be super fun, I guess, to relive? No, that's not good. Uh, probably the Tribor theater scene where, uh, you meet my character 
that was really fun to shoot all the the magical mishaps That's and my favorite flying scene through the air. Movie. That was also the very last scene we shot. Really? Of the movie, yeah. Well, it was the crazy? best one, I think, so. Because we had time to marinate, marinate it. it. Yeah, marinate. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I loved getting thrown in the air and doing all those flips and stuff. That That's was really so cool. fun. I would love to do that in, yeah. in real life. Um, what would I like to do again? Oof. It's hard to... Hard to choose. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what did I like to do with you guys? Uh, I like the one with <laughs> the water. The water was kind of fun. I know everyone didn't like it, but I was like... She was talking about like something that you would want to do in like real life. Oh, like something real that happened life. in the movie that you would want to do in real life. Jeez, I, like, I, I turn into animals a lot, so that's a cool power to have. Um, I don't... I'm not the character... Uh, so I can't turn to animals. But um, if I were given that power, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's kind of hard to choose because, you know, like throughout the entire movie, we're, you know, always running away from something incredibly dangerous. So I wouldn't want to be in that situation. But, right. You know. But the magic stuff is cool. Magic stuff is cool. Thank you all so much for watching. Make sure to check out Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, March 31st. If you like this video, make sure to give it a big thumbs up. Check out some of our other Kids First reviewers and reporters on this channel. And I'll see you in the next one. Now we will talk to Catherine on Murder Mystery 2. How are you today? I'm doing good. That's good. So I have also seen Murder Mystery 2. I personally found it amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what did I you agree. find the most appealing about Murder Mystery 2? I think that the most appealing thing was that it was, it has the perfect amount of suspense and comedy to keep you really interested in the story and like wanting to know what happens next. Uh, you're like on your feet, I guess. And then it's also really funny, so it keeps you entertained. And I think that they just have a perfect mix of that. Yes, I cannot agree more with that. So what, for people who don't know, of course, what was Murder Mystery 2 about? Yeah, so Murder Mystery 2 is about the Spitzes, who now, uh, four years after their first mystery, created their own detective agency. But they aren't doing as well as they hoped. So when their old friend, the Maharaja, invites them to his wedding, uh, they're like, oh yeah, vacation. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, but Nick and Audrey, who are the Spitzes, uh, they have very bad luck on vacations, and this trip is not an exception. So the night before the wedding, uh, the Maharaja's bodyguard gets killed, and then he gets kidnapped. And then now the Spitzes must solve the mystery uh, and then get uh, the Maharaja back before he gets harmed. Yeah, that was a perfect way to describe this film. I mean, it just... Thank tells you, you. <laughs> yeah it tells you everything you need to know without giving too much away i love it yeah <laughs> so what makes murder mystery 2 a good for families to watch i think that it's 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 almost it's great because you don't even need to watch the first movie to completely understand it and of course i would recommend the first movie because it's it's really funny but right. it almost it kind of explains it to you in a way where you don't have to watch the first one to get it and it's uh it, the writing is hysterical and i think that uh the actors they have such good performances and uh jennifer anderson and uh adam sandler 
who play Nick and Audrey Spitz. They're they just seem like a like a genuine married couple because of all their banter. And I think that it's just relatable because these are just kind of your average people trying to solve a mystery. Right. And I love what she said about like not having to watch the first film because I would agree with that. Like I've seen I think I saw like the trailer for the first movie, but I didn't like actually watch it. And I love how even with the comedy, because I mean, you got Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston in it with the comedy, you're even they're even talking about what happened in the first murder mystery movie. So this was definitely a perfect, very hilarious film. Yeah, I agree. I I honestly liked this one better than the original. Yes. So for a fun question, if you were in Murder Mystery 2, what role would you want to play and how do you think things will play out? Ooh, I love, I love murder mystery, like movies and books and stuff like that. I just know that I probably would not be a very good detective. (laughs) So (laughs) I probably... I probably wouldn't be any of the Spitzes. Uh, this is a good question. Um, I'd probably just be somebody at the wedding who's like, what's going on? I don't think I'd be very involved because I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> it probably wouldn't get solved if I were up to it. <laughs> you know, that's good, too. I think you would still do amazing at whichever role you decided. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. So what was your favorite part of Murder Mystery 2? I love, as I said earlier, I just love all the time, like when, uh, when Jennifer Anderson and Adam Sandler, they're just talking to each other because, like, th- you know, they're married in the movie and it, they're just hilarious. Every scene that they're in together, it's just hilarious. One of my favorite scenes is when, you know, he has like a block of cheese that he thinks is like delicious, and they just go right. on about it. and it's just, it's just really kind of silly, but it's hilarious. Yeah, I would have to agree. They definitely make a very comedic a movie couple. And even seeing the parts, I know there was a part in the movie where the uh, new detective came up and was making inferences about their relationship and mm-hmm. they were denying it. But then right then and there, they were proving what the guy was <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. No, it's just a, it's a very cleverly written uh, story. And it's just, yeah, it's an overall, it's a great movie. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. What did you learn from watching this film? I would say that going through really difficult, crazy, kind of impossible, or I guess unlikely, very unlikely situations will only make you stronger. And that, you know, you kind of need to also enjoy yourself through life. It's, it's short. And, you know, you kind of just got to live life to the fullest and also you know shows the power of like love and how like you know relationships get strengthened and whatever (laughs) right as i agree definitely was able to get that from the film definitely is something that people can get from watching it yeah and so i know because of course i've watched this movie uh there were some things to look out for so can you just tell uh for parents that are listening in what things they should look out for Yeah, so there is some profanity and there's also, you know, murder because it's murder mystery. Uh, uh, But it's a little bit, not like graphic because it's not like gory or anything, but it it almost kind of is, you know. Uh, So there's just kind of some like 
death that I don't know that younger kids would be good with watching. Yeah, I think I think I know what part you're talking about. Definitely has some. Yeah, I think um, you know. <laughs> yeah, some things that they were intending that may be a little uh, cause a little anxiety or friction. Yes. 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 So for my last question, with star rating and age recommendation, would you give this film and where where can we find it? I give it five out of five stars and I recommend it for ages 12 to 18 plus adults uh, just because of, you know, all of the profanity and uh, violence and death. Uh, right. And it, it already came out on Netflix. Uh, so you can watch it there now if you have Netflix. Yeah, so... For y'all watching, make sure that you guys watch Murder Mystery 2. I loved it. You know, Catherine loved it. You guys will love it as well. Thank you for speaking with me about it, Catherine. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana from Delaware, and you're listening to Kiss First Coming Attraction. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among the Thieves, and Murder Mystery 2. Now we are going to be speaking with our two new Kids First film critics joining our team, David and Race. How are you both today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing good as well. So I'm super excited to be speaking with you both today. I know you guys are probably both excited. Your first time being on here. You're new to the Kids First Film Critics team. So just to start off, and let's start with you, David. Tell me a little bit about yourselves and what you love about the world of film. Um. Well, I am 12 years old, and I sp- I love to spend my time watching movies, analyzing them, and playing video games. And something that I really love about the world of films is just the great cinematography and the time and effort some people put into the shows and movies. Yes, I agree. I love that as well. And what about you, Race? Um, hello. I'm 14. What I do is I like to play sports and watch movies. My favorite thing about movies is the directors and the actors who play the roles. They bring the film to life. 
Because I agree, like what both of you said, those are definitely very amazing things about the world of film. I love them as well. So starting in the same order, of course, David and Race, tell me what made you want to become part of the Kids First Film Critics team? Well, you see, I want to be an actor. And my mom actually kind of convinced me to go do this is because I can, it gives me more exposure as an actor and more casting directors can see me not only representing kids first, but also representing myself and putting myself out there for acting. That's cool. Definitely something. I'm glad that she was able to do that for you. And it's very cool that you want to become an actor. And what about you, Race? Um, what dropped me to this is every time after a movie with my dad and my brother, we'd go in the car ride home and review the film. And I thought, after I saw this opportunity, I thought it'd be amazing for people to be able to hear my opinion on a film, not no bias or anything, give my honest opinion on it. And that's what drew me to it. That's good. That's definitely one of the fun parts, being able to review it and then just say what you love about it. Not really, and not really like, okay. <laughs> just what I was trying to say more of was that just being able to recommend it to other people is also a really fun part, being able to give your view of the movie to the world. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So starting with you again, David, talk to me about your experience going through the training for Kids First. Well, it was very interesting. And when I had to do most of my reviews, I had to keep getting them back, especially the written ones, because sometimes I just want to put them in the format. But over time, this helped me with my um, listening skills and my writing skills. And now to be a part of Kids First puts me in a position where I can always write, read, and learn more about film. Right. I agree, especially when I was going through the training uh, a few years ago to be part of Kids First. That was definitely something that I had to learn a lot about was writing the reviews and making sure that they fit um, inside the standards for Kids First. So that's really great that you were able to get some skills from it as well. And what would you say about it, Race? Um, I'd say basically the same thing as David. It was a lot of trials and tribulations with going through the process of getting it back, rewriting it, sending it back, and seeing if Randy liked it or not. And it was a good experience because you learn that over through um, you know, trials, you get better over time. And that's just a good life lesson, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. That's definitely a good lesson to learn as well. So how do you both feel that you want to use your experience with Kids First in the future? I'll start with you, David. I know you talked a little bit about it before, but just what things do you really want to capture from this? Well, one, it's definitely the experience of going through life and not just seeing a film and saying, yeah, it was good and breaking it down, but definitely going through the film and maybe opening your eyes to some things that were not being able to see, you were able to see before. Like I love to go do films over and over again and just break it down. And when I, and now that I have this opportunity to um, go to different, do more films, I'm allowed to go and write down different, different like things about them and learn more about the film as I'm, 
giving other people information about it. Yeah, that's good. Definitely one of the more fun things that you get to do is, you know, sharing your opinion on it with the world. And what about you, Race? How do you feel you want to use your experience with Kids First in the future? I want to use it as a learning experience. I think all these like times of going to red carpets and different events, it's going to be good to get out of your shell, out of your comfort zone and experience new things. So I had a new people network even. And I think that's all life skills that you're going to need in the future. So I'm just very honored to be on Kids First. Yeah, so well, I am super excited to have you both on our team. And thank you so much for speaking with me about you guys' experience, what you want to do. I mean, like I said, I remember my first time doing this and I'm hosting the show now. So I hope to see you guys doing the same thing soon. Thank you so much. It was a lovely interview. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been previously talking to some of our new Kids First film critics. Now we are going to be speaking with Ashley Anchupa. How are you today? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. So talk to me about what Chupa is about. Yeah, of course. So Chupa is a new Netflix film. Uh, it is about, as you can tell from the name, uh, about the Chupacabra. Um, so basically, it follows the adventures of Alex, um, who discovers a mysterious creature while he's visiting his family in Mexico. Um, and he and Chupa create a bond along with his, uh, his extended family in Mexico. And they go on this wild adventure to protect Chupa from this scientist who wants to collect Chupa's blood for uh, medical purposes. So it's, it's very interesting. Yes, it sounds like a pretty fascinating, pretty eventful plot. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So what do you feel makes this movie worth watching by kids and families? I feel, and um, I interviewed uh, the director, and he talked about it having the same effect as E.T. And that's a classic movie right and it's right. about an alien and these kids are protecting the alien from the government i mean it it has the same kind of storyline and i think that's what makes it so enjoyable for uh families because they'll parents will like the plot because they've seen it before with et and also kids um you know our age and younger will be able to relate to the plot as well because it's so the storyline is just so enjoyable Yes, it sounds enjoyable just from what you've said so far about it. Um, it's definitely like I've seen things about it just in the previews on Netflix, and I'm definitely going to watch it. But it just sounds interesting from everything you've said so far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so when watching Chupo, what stood out to you most? I would say it was the message. Um, honestly, that hit harder than honestly any of the adventure to be honest and it was just I think what a lot of kids no matter and also adults too but speaking from the kids perspective it's what a lot of kids deal with and the message that I got from it was following Alex's journey of his self-identity crisis and even right. at a young age he was you know worried about him being either perceived as American or Mexican and he was going through while he was going along this journey with Chupa he was kind of figuring out who he was 
um, and going back into figuring out his culture and who his family is and, and who he should identify as. And eventually, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he does figure it out in the end. And I think that message was just one of the best parts of this film. Yes, because a lot of time, like, you don't really see that message. It's a very unique, very not really showcased message in films, just about finding yourself and, like you said, like, tapping into your culture. So I think that's definitely a good message for a film like this to have, especially because even what you were saying before about how adults can connect to it um, with, like, E.T. and how the new generation can connect to it as well. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Yes. So what was your favorite part or performance in Chupa? I would say, ooh, that, that's a good question, Tiana. Um, <laughs> they were all so good. Um, I would say Damien Bashir, um, who plays Alex's um, uncle in the film. He did a phenomenal job because um, I think um, – Along with, oh my gosh, Deanna, you put me in a spot here. I think, <laughs> but I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with Damien this year because uh, his role was so complex because of the fact that he had to play a man who has uh, Alzheimer's. So he's forgetting himself, but then he's discovering himself again. And so, as an actor, I believe that's that's quite difficult. But he did a very standout performance with that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it definitely sounds like I feel like you picked like a really good performance to touch on just because that's also yeah. something that will help draw like people listening to to the movie, just hearing about those performances. And of course, we're going to hear your interviews later. So that's definitely an amazing thing. Sounds absolutely incredible. Yes. Yes. So just what made you want to review this? And do you feel like it exceeded your expectations for it? So just knowing about the Chubacabra, um, the legends of it, I was wondering how they were going to do it and turn it into a more kid-friendly, family-friendly movie. Because, you know, the Chubacabra is just known to be a ferocious, dangerous creature. And I was wondering how they were going to not make this into like a scary movie. And I was like so interested in that. And I would say in terms of I'm, I'm going back to the message here because it was my favorite aspect of the film right. i think in terms of the message the using the the legend of the chubacabra and turning it into a family-friendly kid type movie um and using it to portray this message was actually like really brilliant it exceeded my expectations on the message um but in terms of the entire plot of the movie obviously I still wanted it to maybe be a little bit more scary <laughs> right but yeah it, it was it, it did exceed my expectations though it did that's good it's always really good when films are able to exceed your expectations and so yeah. for this film you got a screener of it right I did right so talk about your experience watching it like when you were watching it for the first time just what did you go through, like, with your emotions or just things that you were like, oh, my God, no, they didn't? Okay, so there were a lot. Um, so um, starting off, there was a lot of actually, there's like a lot of music in this. Not not too much, but in terms of 
how many of the actors were singing. So we had Alex, played by Evan Witten, he sang in the film, and uh, uh, Damien Bashir uh, sang in the film, and mm-hmm. um, uh, one of Alex, one of Alex's cousins, um, who played, who's played by Ashley Sierra, her name was Luna in the film, she sings as well. And there's like a lot of musicality in the film. So hearing these different voices, first off, Ashley Sierra has a beautiful voice. Evan, um, excuse me, Evan Witten, yes, has a beautiful voice as well. They can sing really, really well. And that was a oh my gosh factor for me. Yes, that's good. I That's something that I don't hear a lot about in movies. It's just hearing like the actual actors sing because most times they just put songs in um, yeah. or it's just like instrumental music. But when you actually get to hear the characters sing, it's really beautiful. Yes. Yep. And so just for one last question, I love talking with you. What age recommendation of star rating do you give Chupa and when and where can we find it? Yes, yeah, so I gave Chupa four out of five stars. I really loved it, and I recommended it for ages 8 to 18 plus adults. Um, and also Chupa comes out on Netflix April 7, 2023. All right. Well, I will definitely make sure to watch it um, since you did say April 7, so that would be now. So I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, yes. Thank you so much for speaking with me about it. Thank you so much for having me. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana from Delaware, and you're listening to Kiss First Coming Attraction. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we have been talking about Chupa, and now we will be listening to Ashley's interview with the director of Chupa. Hi, Hanas. It's so nice to meet you, and congratulations on directing this film. It was so amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad you liked it. Um, and so obviously Chupa is a film about the legendary, modern legendary creature known as the Chupacabra. What really inspired you to make a film about this creature? 
Well, I have two kids and honestly, a lot of doing Chupa was I really wanted to make a movie for them. I, you know, like watched so many movies with them. And a lot of those are movies that I grew up with, like E.T. and Gremlins and Jurassic Park. And I became very excited about the idea of doing a movie for them, but that I would also show the context that I grew up in. I grew up in Mexico in the 90s. And that's when, you know, as a kid, the Chupacabra started in the 90s. And as I, a kid, I kept hearing about people seeing the Chupacabras in Mexico. So I was secretly very excited that there was a magical creature outside of my house. So I think I was really excited about being able to create a movie that showed that excitement about a kid meeting with a magical creature. It's really interesting. And and with your prior knowledge of honestly, the the rumors about the Chupacabra um, when you were younger, what also like additional research did you have to do about the Chupacabra? Well, I when we designed the creature, I did research about all the different sightings because since it's a magical creature, each person that sees it described it a little bit differently. So in that sense, when with build, when building Chupa, I kind of grabbed onto the things that I thought were most magical. Like to me, it was very magical that a lot of the sightings they talked about it being like a dog, but with wings, because I thought that would be very magical. But also, you know, in designing the creature, I really wanted Chupa to be something that would really relate really well with a kid, like with Alex, like that Alex would really connect with. So, you know, even on set, we ended up having a dog act for Chupa, you know, and then we raised the dog and we put a Chupa because I really wanted Alex to have an animal to connect with. I think it's really fun to see like how much fun kids have with animals. Yes, and and speaking of Alex played by Evan Witten, we just talked about the dog and um you and what Christian said that was interesting was usually uh these creatures are played by, you know, tennis balls and you don't really get that interaction. So Evan uh did note that the dog was a very great addition and he did feel that emotional connection that honestly the audience feels as well, which is so greatly executed. And so my next question for you is, um, can you really speak to the importance of diversity in the film industry, not only in front of, but also behind the camera and how that influenced the making of Chupa? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what I was most excited about with Chupa is, as I said, I grew up watching E.T. And as a kid, movies like E.T. or Gremlins were really fun because I got to see kids interacting with magical creatures. And, you know, I really, as a kid, you want to believe in magic. But the only thing that I missed in those movies was that they never showed my reality. I grew up in Mexico. Those movies happened in the U.S. They didn't happen to kids like me. And I really wanted to make a movie that was like those movies, like big and magical, but that showed a different context. And I think in that sense, it's really important to 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 like open stories to different voices, because then you get to show many different realities. Absolutely. And what was your favorite aspect of directing Trupa and why? Well, I think working with kids, I like kids are so magical. They have so much imagination that when it comes to acting, it just it's not truly acting. It's just like, I mean, and the kids I got, Alex is and like, they're all amazing actors, but they are even better than actors because acting is an act of imagination. And, you know, kids have so much imagination and it was so magical to get to see that on set. 
Absolutely. And and honestly, again, I felt that magicalness and all of it in that in this movie. And um, one thing, too, I wanted to ask as well is what was like the biggest challenge for you in directing um, this film? I mean, without spoiling the movie, you know, there's a scene at the end that it's very where the characters get in a very risky situation. And I we really wanted to film that scene in a very realistic way. So, you know, it was really complicated to do that scene, but make sure that the kids were safe at all times. So I think that was a filming. Besides that, everything was really fun because, you know, we were just having fun with the kids and the dogs and all the actors. But that scene was more tricky because we had to take a lot of precautions to make sure everyone was safe. Absolutely. And my last question for you is, what do you hope audiences take away from watching Chupa? I think it's a movie about the importance of family and how, you know, like family will always be there for you. So I think I think audiences should feel proud, like and also kids that come from different contexts should learn from Alex's journey to feel proud about where they come from. And also, I just really hope that kids fall in love with Chupa. He's a very adorable creature. So I really hope that he connects with kids. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Anas. Thank you so much. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking about Chupa. Right now, we are listening to Ashley's interview with the cast of Chupa. All right, guys, welcome to the show. (laughs) Well, congratulations on this film. Um, The first question I want to pose to you guys is, first off, let's start by giving preps to Chupa. Chupa is such an adorable creature in this film. Yeah. (laughs) But I honestly want you guys to be super real with me for a second, okay? Do you guys think that your reaction to Chupa on screen would be the same if you encountered the creature in person? Mr. Slater, let's start with you. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah. you, you wouldn't be as evil with him. No, no, I wasn't evil. I was <laughs> okay, gentle yeah. with him. Yes, you were gentle, but... Oh God. You, I'm uh, sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, the last lady said how gentle I Don't was. Don't be sorry, oh, he's yeah. evil. Yeah, I'm all right, I'm evil, I'm evil. Um, would I, I would probably run uh, very far away. Yeah, there would be no... I wouldn't, I wouldn't continue the pursuit, you know? Yeah. I'd be like, ha-ha! Okay, you're real. Yeah. And I would back away slowly. I mean, I think that's what I would do. If he was like exactly how he is in the movie and not fully grown, I would just ah, like, yeah. at first I would probably think he's like a weird kind of cat or dog, but right. then I'd realize like, this is a chupacabra and I'd like take care of it and just like, I'd probably have to hide it away from the government because then they'll put him in like a zoo and like, you know, keep yeah. him safe because he's an endangered species. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just I mean, like, they're cute when they're little. Yeah, and I do a lot of research. When they're big, it's a whole different story. I mean, I don't know. You can't hide him. Yeah, that's true. You, You'd have to put him in your, like, garage and pretend he's a car. Correct, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chupa car. The Chupa car. Chupa car. <laughs> I like it. That's great. Well, I love that. So, Evan... Your vocal performance in this film was so impressive. I almost cried in that scene. So with that said, too, you're not the only talented person in this group, Mr. Slater, with your experience playing the guitar and singing in various bands, and Mr. Bashir, with your skills also playing the guitar. If you guys were to form a band together, what would you guys be called? The Chupas! 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'd be called. The Chupacabras. The, yeah, the Chupacabras. The Chupacabras. Yeah. It would be called. We'd yeah. Like, we'd yeah. Like dress up. Even on like, the Chupas. Yeah, I'd be the one with the the wings. Of course yeah, you would. Exactly. Yes. Our custom will be wings. That'd yeah. be so cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like John. Yeah. yeah. We would do all kinds of songs. Yeah. And <laughs> all kinds of My history with bands and Yeah. I use all that experience. And yeah. then Chupa the musical. Oh, yeah, we'll go the wrong yeah. way. Get ready. Chupa on ice skates. Yeah. We could do that too. <laughs> that, that right? Works. That's true. I mean, there's all different kinds yeah. of things we could do. I'm very excited. Great idea, Ashley. Thank you. That would be awesome. And also, um, what did you guys know about the Chupacabra before filming? Evan, do you want to start off? Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, my grandparents actually, like, kind of told me about, like, those legends. And, you know, of course I was taught uh, to, like, you know, that they were scary. And they, mm. like, you know, suck goat's blood. They're basically like vampires. Mm. And it's just, but I was never really scared. I was just kind of like fascinated, like, whoa. And so, but now I have a totally different view on the chupacabras. Like, I mean, yeah, now now I think they're cute. They're like. They're Sweet little cuddly cute. guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> yeah, you know, to take that kind of legend, that kind of myth, and sort of, you know, flip it on its head a little bit and uh, make a story that's all about, you know, family and connection and, and love, uh, I thought that was a really uh, wonderful job that Onas did with the script and, and uh, yeah. also with the directing. I mean, he created such a wonderful atmosphere, uh, I think, for all of us on the set um, that uh, we couldn't help but bring as much of our hearts to this project as possible. Thank you so much for that. And also, um, Mr. Bashir, we can start with you on this question. What was a fun moment that you can share with us that happened either on or off set? Um, I, I, I remember there's a scene where we have to escape from that guy over there. Hello. Uh, <laughs> so, so we run in and trying to get to, into the car and I tripped on one oh. of the chickens. Oh. And at some point it was like a soccer ball. You know, the poor chicken was yeah. like, oh, oh, going all over the place because yeah. I kicked her. Yeah. I almost fell. Gently, I, gently. Yeah. It was oh, a gentle, gentle, very gentle. It was a gentle kick. Yeah. No animals were harmed. Oh, yeah. oh no, 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 no. She no, was in no. one piece after that. Yes. She was as strong as ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a tasty was, uh, chicken. I was in danger. What? No, Hera. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that was great. a tough scene to shoot. <laughs> it was, it was it's hard to work on a farm because there are a lot of, you know, my own stunts. Getting the goats to stand exactly. Exactly where you wanted the goats to stand, remember? I mean, they wouldn't hit the marks, and uh, so yeah, animals and cows and chickens. We were uh, we were inundated. That's amazing, Evan. That's so cool. <laughs> um, and also, uh, with the challenges um, of this film, I, I imagine there were a lot. How did you guys navigate those challenges of working on a film that you know has heavy special effects and CGI? Um, Mr. Slater, would you like to start? Uh. Well, you know, I had to do a little bit of interaction, of course, with the uh, with the Chupa. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, Evan, of course, can tell you more about that because he really had to do most of the heavy lifting 
with the Chupa, but uh, yeah, he's got you got the great stories about uh, you know who stood up, who stood in for Chupa. Oh yeah, which well, was pretty cool. Yeah, the thing is, uh, fun fact: Chupa is actually like they used a dog for the CGI. Cutest yeah, dog. Yeah, her name right? was, her name was Harper, oh. and so well trained is like working with a co-star. Yeah. He's just like another actor. Yeah. And, yeah, it was really cool. It was like our, our team mascot. You yeah. know, Harper yeah. became yeah. sort of the yeah. uh, heart and soul of the set. You know, we yeah. always uh, felt better whenever uh, Harper was around. And, uh, yeah, as far as, like, the interaction between the, 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 you know, us and the dog felt very, very genuine. And it was so nice because usually you make these kinds of movies and you're acting with a tennis ball or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, so it was really nice to have something alive and physical that we could hold and, and genuinely interact with. If you guys were to ever take a souvenir off of set, what would it be and why? Mm. Mm. Oh, I think I know this one. So Alex, of course, had a Game Boy, oh. and that's all I would play on. And they actually had games on there. Oh, they my had. Goodness. Uh, I played Dr. Mario. I played like little Looney Tunes games. Wow. It had the little cartridges yeah. too? Yeah, you just put it in there. Wow. And uh, yeah, and they had like 50 of them in case one wow. broke. Wow. So yeah, I would definitely take that yeah. as a souvenir. I took my hat. I kept my hat. Oh, good for you. I like that hat. <laughs> I mean, I went out, I picked that hat, you well, know, done. I was like, this is a good hat. I like it. I'm, I'm keeping st that. I'm still planning to steal my mask. Oh, his mask. I'm yes. planning a big, You're you know, playing. yeah. I'm oh, going back to yeah. get that mask and that cape. Yes. Oh. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. And congratulations oh. on this film. Thanks thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Crush for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Again, I'm Tiana Sims from Delaware reporting for Kids First. Thanks for watching. Bye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.